Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Bloor with the podcast. We are all psychic. And today we have Jennifer Lovebug, of course, for our love series. And Jennifer, would you like to say hello? Hello, how are you? And you still think we're all psychic? Yes. Yes, we'll get that. Yay! So um, today, listeners, this is Jennifer Love's love series and metaphysics series. And today we're talking about... Uh, breakups and how to how to get over uh, when you get your heart broken and how to it's know when one. to break up and, and yeah. if you do it yourself you can still get your heart broken you know heck yeah it's hard yeah I think everybody goes through it it's not it's pretty universal everybody has that mm-hmm. breakup that just crushed them I guess you know or the one that just didn't answer or call back or whatever you know that one that just crushed mm-hmm. it yeah yeah, and I get a lot of uh, my clients that are in that maybe unsure space where I don't know if I should break up. Like, is is this? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's something I can relate to very well. Like, I second guess myself a lot because, like, I've been wrong so often <laughs> with men. So now, as I'm older, I'm, I'm second guessing myself a lot. And um, when I'm downright straight honest with myself at 48 about what I want, I actually know. <laughs> You know, yeah. And, uh, so you know, in some situations where you're dating, and, and if you do know what you want, even if you don't, but you have an idea that this might not be it, what do you do? And you're not sure. Where, where do you take time? I mean, do you take time to figure it out? If your heart's confused, and it's not saying I love him or I don't love him or them or anything like that, they're not answering. Your heart's not really clear because you're so full up in here. Sometimes that's the issue. Like. What would you advise to someone who's kind of on the fence and they're not real sure? They think they know what they want. They don't know if they're judging this person appropriately. Yeah, Maybe. definitely on the fence. Um, it's it's definitely a time to pause, right? I think especially, and it depends where you are in the relationship, right? Especially in the early stages of dating, people um, tend to make these very quick judgments and quick decisions in, in our, um, you know, app society of swipe left swipe right you know it's very easy to make these quick decisions on people one date man yeah, i didn't like them next you know hmm. or um oh i didn't like this one thing about this person eh i'll find somebody else right. you know so you don't want to discard people like um their you know tissues. playing cards yeah. yeah or tissues yeah you know everybody has quirks to them and, you know, you're not going to like everything about everybody. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> and not everybody's going to like everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you have to be able to like discern, like, is this things I can live with or things that I can't, you know? So that's why I always at, tell people to make the list of like must haves and can't yeah. stands or like the deal breakers, right? Because if you find you have the deal breaker, right? Then you absolutely know. Yeah, no, this is not going to work out for me. This is one of my deal breakers. Or if it's one of those gray areas, then, right, you're like, hmm, this is not a deal breaker, but I don't know if I can deal with this. Um, for example, I always like to use examples in my own life. Uh, my boyfriend has a dog and the dog stays in or sleeps in the bedroom. And at first that really weirded me out. Like <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I don't do this. This is not normal for me. 
Um, I could see your dog there on the bed, Missy. Like that's <laughs> obviously normal for you, right? We did it together. I'm not like I was not used to that at all. And I, you know, but it, it kind of just it was just like new information for me, right? I was it wasn't a deal breaker. It wasn't like I absolutely cannot, you know, be anywhere near a dog. It was just like, oh, I'm not sure if I could sleep in, you know, the dog doesn't sleep in the bed, but he's in the room. And I'm just like, I don't know let's try it. Like, I'm not sure like if I can do this or not. So it's just kind of like new information, right? You have to like take the time to like assimilate. Well, is this going to be okay for me or is it not going to be okay for me? And then you're going to have to like compromise. Maybe if it's not, what it, what if I happen to be highly allergic to dogs, you know, then maybe my boyfriend had to move the dog out of the room if, you know, we're going to cohabitate, whatever. So you just have to make those kinds of choices, right. As you move along and, um, get further into the relationship. But I always like, it's, it just bothers me, you know, when I see people dating and they're just so quick to like get rid of someone so, so fast. Um, but then on the flip side, staying in a very unhealthy dynamic, um, out of fear Mm -hmm. or, well, I'll never be able to find someone with loneliness qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, uh, they're afraid to get back out there and date again. Um, and they don't want to be lonely. Yeah. You don't want to be alone and you don't mm-hmm. want to be lonely. Um, but if you absolutely know that it's not working, why would you stay? A lot of people, a lot of women. Unhealthy dynamic. I mean, right? for a lot of women in the South anyway, we've been taught. I wasn't, I wasn't a baby in the South really but I, I moved to the south chattanooga when i was six i think five but my parents they're all from new england um down here women are if you speak out you're 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 kind of obnoxious if you speak your mind you're laughed at or you're you're stepping over your bounds well, most women are this way treated this way and I, I i see it because i'm not from here originally and i've traveled a lot and when i speak my mind around most of the arts artist friends and musician friends i have like it well sometimes <laughs> but um <laughs> blah, blah, blah. but um yeah, most generally men do not like women to speak up and women will get embarrassed if you're speaking up around men and them because they might get in trouble. Like you get in trouble, you get put belittled and put down and stuff yeah. because you don't yeah. you don't ridicule do yeah. in front of me, you know, and make fun of do anything that embarrasses me. You mm-hmm. are just to stay put and just be quiet and do the things you're supposed to do. So a lot of women in Alabama didn't get educations. They had children right out of high school if they even finished high school. A lot of them didn't because they had babies. And the men were too young, and they were both too young to take care of them. The men left. Women stuck with the baby. And not stuck. They loved their baby. But what are they going to do now? They don't know anything, you know? Yeah. And um, and they were never taught what to do in that situation because they were told it would never happen by their mothers, who it did happen to usually. You know, and it's just a cycle of not speaking of it. You know, not being able to speak because you will get shut down. I think that's just a huge ongoing, you know. It may be everywhere, but it's really prevalent in the South. It is. I think that's a nationwide feminist issue that, you know, women don't have a voice sometimes. And then women don't get to uh, be financially secure at any point in their lives because they're raising these children. And then when they're in their 40s and the children are gone or 30s, even younger, they have no skills because it couldn't work or they had to want to stay home with their children or they had no one to take care of them and their children so they worked and took care of the children yeah it's a lot of people in alabama women i've seen this happen to and they are not given any benefits they're just looked down upon by the men not the other women the other women stand by them but not in front of their man 
you believe that or else, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be looked at like you're acting out and you're not behaving like a woman should. So that's a lot yeah. down here. And men do act like that down here. I don't know about you, Missy. Not, I mean, not all men, but a lot of them do. And it's hard mm-hmm. to meet someone that I personally can connect with, with that kind of attitude out there pretty much accepted in my culture, local culture. Yeah, I couldn't do yeah. it. I couldn't do it. I'd have to. Well, do you know what I'm talking about, though, right, Missy? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it boys is club. It's a boys club. And all the fathers' rights groups, they come into divorces and just... um. And the men are what the husband or father has done. They do whatever they want to, and the the women just shut up. You know. Yes, and if a woman cries on the stand, (laughs) yeah, I mean, a woman can cry on the stand in Alabama. It just depends on how pretty she is. If she, if it makes her case better, honest to God, that's what I believe. And if you cry on the stand as a woman, they'll find you weak. They'll find you weak no matter what. They're looking for your weakness. They're trying to find a weakness in any strong woman or even somewhat possibly strong woman. They don't want it because I don't know why they were told so. Probably. And they don't know why either. <laughs> it's just ingrained in the culture. The culture is very slow to change here. So, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I'm obviously from California. I'm from Southern California. It's very liberal, but, um, and, and I've always been a person that has a very high excess of confidence. So <laughs> I'm born with it. I don't know how, you know, how I, I can't, I want to say like, I can't relate, but like, I really can't. I, I try. Um, I understand and I can empathize with people who are in that situation because I've seen it and I understand it. Um, but I wasn't raised that way. And I don't. Um, well, I was raised. Identify with it. Shut. I don't I was- identify with it because I'm a very confident person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, my my upbringing was always, you know, that you can do whatever you want and you can be whoever you want. Um, even though when I, you know, went through growing up, those weren't the messages society was giving me. Yeah. You can be right. You're not equal. You can't really do whatever Mm -hmm. you want. Yeah. Um, but that's not what my parents were kind of, you know, giving me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I totally get what you're saying. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it's very difficult in love and relationships when you're, um, your fishing pool is very full of, uh, gnarly, uh, like, like anglerfish that want to like trick you and dangle their little thing and eat you. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm-hmm. Alabama men. They're anglerfish floating mm-hmm. around. Waiting to kind of get you in the dark. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, you know, who, and I'm sure your listeners are all different ages too. Yeah. Like, so when you, I think. The younger, talking, younger people in their twenties and thirties, I don't think they have to deal with this as much as our generation. And oh, the I think it's, I think it's almost worse for women in their twenties and thirties. They're not as confident. True. Um, I, I, w- yeah. I, went to, I went to the Taylor Swift concert last night. Oh, in, oh. In and um, so I'm like definitely one of the older people there. Cause mm-hmm. they, the girls are quite young that go to that. Um, and so I was chatting with some women in line and all these things. And um, I was asked, I don't know how we were talking about dating or whatever, but you know, I was, tend to go there i guess with people mm-hmm. and um and a girl i'm sorry she's a woman she was talking about um you know 
talking to a man and um, the man having a conversation with her breasts rather than her eyes. Um, and I was saying, yeah, you know, I can understand how that would make you want to cover up. Yeah. And not want to, you know, show your body because um, I said, you know, I said, but after you turn 40, you have a lot more body confidence and you really don't care what other people think about right. you so <laughs> and how you dress, yeah. you know, because um, I was dressed a little bit differently than she was. So um, it's just, I was just kind of like thinking of the difference between like being in your twenties and thirties versus being in your forties and having more confidence in yourself than, you know, when you're younger right? Um, and not necessarily, not just your body, but just in general in yeah. your speech in the way you act in the way you date in, in what you want, what you don't want. Um, I think women who are older just naturally have more confidence to, you know, go after what they want and reject what they don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're right. So. Most yeah. women do. Yeah. Because yeah. They, they're sick of waiting. <laughs> Yeah. And then yeah, the experience of dating as well, like you, you've, you've dated people, you know, by the time you're in your thirties and forties, you've been through this process of dating, right. A few men or mm-hmm. maybe many men depends on who you are and you know what, how men act, what you want, what you don't want, you know? Um, yeah. You, so you definitely you have experience. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so- it's interesting for sure. So what about, I think we're getting off the subject about breaking up. <laughs> it's I think too hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> it is hard to talk about, so I'll break the ice. Um, I'll try to think of the worst breakup I ever had. It was probably a boyfriend in college who trashed my apartment when I broke up with him. I broke up with Ooh. him that night, and I spent the night at someone else's house. He showed up there in the morning. I went home, and then he trashed my apartment. He followed me home and trashed my apartment. Oh, nice. Sucked. Aren't you glad you broke up with him? Like, why are you leaving me? You shouldn't leave me. (laughs) Wow. It was bad. Yeah. How long were you on that? I mean, other than that, I mean, well, I mean, no, the the breakups are never fun, but that was the worst. I didn't expect that. You know? How long were you on dating? About a year and a half. Mm. Mm. Didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody (laughs) sees that coming. Yeah. Yeah. that's completely unnatural and unexpected. Yeah, it really uh, was. Yeah. And uh, another, well, just in case it wasn't really a breakup, but I had a guy just use me for sex that I really loved and that didn't call me back. And that sucked. It's kind of different than a breakup, but it felt like a yeah. So I'd like this yeah. guy for a long yeah, time, years and years and years. We finally were trying to make something happen and he just slept with me and disappeared yeah a lot of people can relate to that you, yes you've kind of either created this relationship in your head but we had an on again off again defined. thing yeah. that was never physical right. and then it did get physical and he never talked to me again i guess that's why i guess that's why i never got physical and it lasted i don't know <laughs> so well, we lived in different places, so it was kind of... A lot of people are in what's called these situationships, where the relationship's not defined. Yes. Um, yes. And they... But somehow they get emotionally connected, um, usually on the woman's side. Yeah. man can have sex without any emotions whatsoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the longer it goes on, the more emotionally invested the woman gets, but yeah. the man can continue like that forever. 
Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And there's no investment really. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's sad. Um, so what are some telltale signs that that might be going on for a woman? Right? She should, she should ask that guy for clarification. A what situationship? Does, yeah. Situationship. Like she should tell him what she needs, I guess. Or if yeah. him. Other than so that, like, a, a situationship is, you know, the relationship's not defined. So you, you haven't made any sort of commitment to each other. You haven't said we're exclusive, we're exclusive. You know, okay. um, we're, we've agreed to stop seeing other people. We've agreed to turn off our dating apps. Um, we've, um, we're, we're labeling boyfriend and girlfriend, um, anything like that. So it's usually okay. just a really ambiguous type of thing. Like you're dating or like you're hooking up and it just keeps going on. And a woman, um, I know, I, I, personally, I feel that most women will, you know, no matter who they love or what sex they love, women get really invested when it gets physical with their heart most of the time. Yeah, that's yeah, how we're, it's we're made. That's yeah. how we're built. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, we, that's how we're, we're wired. We're honest with ourselves. Yeah. We're honest with ourselves. If men were honest with themselves, they probably wouldn't feel as good about sleeping around, you know, or just staying with someone because they don't have anything better to do. Yeah. Yeah. Some men get very emotionally invested after yes. sex as well. It's not yes. just women. I, I mean, I want to like, I don't want to just like single out women because men can do the same thing. They could get very emotionally invested and the woman doesn't. Um, yeah. But there's um, not many women who like that, that I know personally who me neither. The woman so. is, she's usually very much lying to herself. Um, I found <laughs> that if a woman is saying, Oh, I don't care. I'm just, you know, hooking up and it's no friends with benefits. She's usually yeah. lying to herself. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I guess I suppose it could happen, but it's it's usually our biology that we're fighting. Um, <laughs> it's 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 our hormones, you know. Yeah. It's really out of our control, yeah. um, which is you know it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not fair. It's not fair, um, but it sucks. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of. Um, yeah. So I, I told you guys one of my breakups or two of my breakups that really sucked in their personal. You guys want to talk about yours? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the worst, uh, the worst was um, I really liked this, this man I was dating. Um, we weren't, you know, committed or anything, but we'd been dating for a few months and it was, you know, I don't want to say it was ambiguous because we were just, you know, casually dating. It wasn't, but we weren't committed. And then, um, he just decided to commit to somebody else. Like he, did you know about the other person? I did. Um, and, um, but I kind of like, he just kind of stopped calling me. Right. And so, and then, so I saw it on his Instagram that he had like chose somebody else basically. And I was just devastated. Um, and I went to like this really deep depression and I was just like, cause I just felt like, oh my God, he was the one, like yeah. I picked him. And so that was the problem though, that I saw, you know, after the fact, after getting some time and space from it, I realized that you can't make somebody the one who doesn't choose you. So right. how could he have possibly have been the one if he didn't choose me back? But at the time, it felt really confusing, didn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I was um, really sad. Um, I was really confused about why he didn't, um, 
you know, want to be with me. He, he didn't have like a reason or anything. Um, he didn't explain himself for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really, it was really hard on me. Um, and really hard to get over Yeah, um, for some reason. That one was particularly hard for me to get over. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds rough. Man, yeah, I think it's how you end it too. Like how you break up with that person makes a big difference. Like in yeah. your uh, instance, Jennifer, he didn't even talk to you about it or tell you. He just no. he ghosted or vanished. Did yeah. it on the internet for you to find out that way. Yeah, I just kind of and found that was out. Heartbreaking. That yeah, would have been horrible. If he would yeah. have been man enough to do it, like face to face, and say, "Look, you know, this isn't really what I want in a relationship," you know, and I, I have found somebody else and been an adult about the situation, then maybe you wouldn't have been as heartbroken as you were. But it's just the way he ended it was awful. Makes yeah. you feel just like I mean that like the guy tossing me aside after we slept together, and I'm like, oh, man. and he never calls him. It but you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like there's no me the whole time he was like seeing this other person. Oh, well, yeah, see, I, I think this guy had been too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that totally wrong. That's yeah. very bad. Yeah, I'm so sorry that happened to you. But what did you learn from it that you would never take again or put up with it again or maybe do again? Um, I, I learned to not put people on a pedestal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's nobody is that perfect. Nobody is above me. Um, nobody is the one. Oh, that's a very good point. <laughs> I like it. There's you no know, one. One thing, one thing I try to tell my girl. Girls and and I have you know found this raising three girls, you know, in order to be complete, you know, later on in life, you realize that you have to break up with somebody, and that's hard, and but also you have to be broken up with, mm. and I think those two things should happen before you get married, <laughs> you know, and usually they do. But I think that, you know, you know how it feels on both ends. So, you know, when you have to do it yourself or break up with somebody, you know how it feels. So you can do it, you know, as lightly as possible and, and, you know, not make that person feel so bad just because it's not working out between you both. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's always what I tell my kids, you know, when they go through their first breakup, I'm like, you know what? You have to know what it feels on the other side of it, you know, in order to grow. You know, right. it's just how it is. I have it, very strong feelings about ghosting too. I always have. Yes. Um, I don't think there's any excuse for ghosting. No. Um, I think you all you need to do is send somebody a Selfish. text that says, Hey, wasn't feeling much of a connection. Good luck with your search. It's yeah. selfish because they're afraid of the hurting your feelings and them feeling yeah. it and being guilty. So they just yeah. it's selfish. I don't think women should confront men in person because um, men could Good get thinking. nasty and violent. Yes. Um, but sending a text is not a big deal. Unless in your case, Lisa, like they know where you live. Yeah. And could react violently after the fact. Like, no, he didn't touch me, but he broke a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you fear for your safety, I think that might be the only reason to ghost. Like, there's some reason you fear for your safety. Yeah, yeah. That's not ghosting. That that's escaping. (laughs) That's like filing a restraining order. Uh, Yeah. I mean, other than that, like, I don't really see 
but most people ghosting is just like you went on one internet date and then you just never talk to the person again. And I don't understand yeah. that. Why can't you just send them a text and go, yeah, yeah. I wasn't right. Yeah, I, I'm not inter- I'm not dating anyone right now. Or just think if you yeah, don't know, like, you know it's lay them down real. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a lot of, you know, super a ton of feelings invested at that point either. So I'm not sure why people no. are so like not wanting to reject someone in that way. Cause I feel guilty. You know, yeah, I guess, and they don't want to, they're, they're selfish and they don't want to have to feel that guilt and go through that and make that person feel that way and then feel bad about themselves. So they just don't. Well, I think once you've done it, <laughs> once you've done it 10 or 20 times, like I have, it doesn't feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Misty, are you going to tell us a story about being yeah. burned up? Or? Well, um, I remember, I guess the worst heartache I ever had was when I was younger. It was like my first real boyfriend and we moved, we were moving to, um, from Texas to Alabama. And so I was, you know, heartbroken because I didn't want to leave my first boyfriend, you know, obviously, but I didn't have a choice. We were leaving and I had found out that he had been seeing another girl right before I left. And so Mm -hmm. that was very heartbreaking. Oh my gosh. And You know, there was no ending with it. It was just like no closure. Yeah. Sit. And then yeah. we left. <laughs> so in my mind, I played it out where how we were supposed to be together forever and <laughs> da, 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 knowing that that was not the case at all. But, you know, I think that when you're broken up with, it makes it depending on the situation, um, it makes them you always want what you can't have kind of thing, you know, mm. <laughs> especially when you're younger, you know, somebody broke up with me. you girls know what i'm saying yeah yes how could you do that to me (laughs) so i think that was the worst that i had experienced yeah that's uh, yeah yeah when i think you put a lot of stock in like i said he's the one right 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 yeah but i was young and stupid yeah i had no excuse i was like 45 <laughs> oh my gosh! We I don't know. Him. I think if we had to, let's let's, let's dig this into some. Let's, let's let's switch over into some metaphysics, metaphysical, spiritual technique. Mm-hmm. Break up with them and deal with it. If they've been yeah. breaking up with us, or they break up with us every other week, or <laughs> we break up a lot, or if we just are broken up and it's over. Like, what are some things we can do to feel better? If the we get first thing, the first oh. thing people like go into a spiral. Right, you're just like in this emotional spiral and you kind of like it's it's a bit of an out-of-body experience right you're kind of panicky um you're very emotional um you start doing bizarre things (laughs) yes yes yeah you're either like staying up all night you're eating a ton of food or you stop eating Mm -hmm. um or you get a little manic and yeah. like start doing a lot of bizarre things, like clean, cleaning the walls like, with leaves. Yeah, clean their house. They cut all their <laughs> hair off. They like, <laughs> you know. So you're kind of like out of your body, right? So the first thing you should really do is get back in your body, which yeah. sounds very like I don't. That's the last thing I want to do is be back in my body and feeling all these horrible feelings because that's actually why you're so like that makes sense and out yeah. because you don't want to feel depressed and shitty you actually yeah. want to go I'm, I'm not like I don't want to feel this so I'm going to yeah. like do everything I can to not feel yeah. so but actually the best thing you can do is actually get back in your body and feel the feelings 
<laughs> they'll, you have to process them. You, you have, have to. to. So, so meditation is actually the best thing you could do and being present. So, yeah. and some people are like, I can't meditate. I don't know how to meditate. So all you have to do is breathe, take a breath. So you can just sit there and take a deep inhale breath. You can inhale for four breaths and exhale for eight breaths. Inhale for four breaths, exhale for eight breaths. And it even works if you're like sobbing, crying, and you can't breathe. That's a good way to like stop crying. Try to inhale for four breaths and exhale for eight breaths. It really does help you calm down and stop crying. Um, if, if you want to stop crying, you know, like hmm. if you had that long crying jag and you, you can't breathe and out, your eyes yeah. are different yeah. <laughs> shapes and your you're iPhone to, doesn't you're recognize ready to your like face. stop and breathe. <laughs> I tried again. so hard that my phone didn't recognize my face. <laughs> yeah. Recently. And, and I, I'm, I'm there. Like I'm a big emotional person. Me I too. cry and cry. So like, it, it really does help to like get back into your body. So once you've gotten in that back in that stage where you can actually like be present in your body, then you have to start taking care of yourself. Um, because it's very easy to like get into like this depression state or like just a sadness where you like don't eat, don't get a sleep. habit, it'll turn into a habit. Mm-hmm. And you just stop, you don't stop bathing, you know, just don't like really take, you don't really care because yeah. your life feels kind of meaningless. Yeah, all your stock in like this person was the one. This was my whole life, and now my life has no meaning. Or you know, it it can be very like all or nothing. Um, So the first, you know, the second thing to do is to start a big self care routine. Um, You know, pamper yourself, take a bath, lay in the bath for an hour, whatever (laughs) makes you feel good. Um, If you need to like um, start, you know writing a routine down like a morning routine or evening routine, just a self care routine. Yes. Uh, to like, just do the basic things to take care of yourself. If, if that includes like, I have to eat, you know, write that down. <laughs> um, yeah. It is really hard. When That's to- a hard one for me when, when yeah. I'm sad or upset, I can't eat. Yeah. 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 Just or, make me throw it back people, up. It feels like, like that. You know? On the flip side, some people eat too much. Yeah. Well, so if I'm, de- if I'm depressed, I'll eat your meals. Yeah. If I'm emotionally upset, I won't eat. But if I'm depressed, I'll eat every dang chocolate yeah. covered so thing. It, I it might be over. helpful to like plan out what you're going to eat so that you yeah. don't eat ice cream. You eat something that's actually good fuel for your body. That will it like gives you some focus eat. on looking at yourself and what you yeah. can want to put in your body and nourish yeah. it with it. You you yeah. treasure your body in doing that. And like if you start to like love yourself in this way it will start to make you feel better about yourself rather than worse. Oh gosh, I just ate a pint of Haagen-Dazs. Now I feel <laughs> shittier, you know, because it will, it doesn't make you feel great. No, it doesn't. Stuff yourself full of like food. That's not And it good. feels uncomfortable to be all bloated like that yeah. too. And yeah. 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 And then the third thing is to exercise. Um, and a lot of people don't enjoy that either. I, I always tell my clients, you got to like get embodied and that means exercising. Um, and I, you don't have to like go run a marathon or anything. You can take a walk around the block um, because that is part, again, of being in your body. And sometimes, you know, the, the 
the process of moving will actually release more like stuck emotion in your body. That's true, it start, releases energy out of places. You start crying. You might start like getting angry. Yeah. Um, like because it's all loosening up. That and yeah. that and that and that, and then you just like start like more emotion coming out, or you'd like start remembering things. And yeah, um, it's really a good um, process. I make you realize sounds like that part is like where you really process things and realize it wasn't a good relationship because the anger, if it's coming out, then that's. If you you like to run, do yoga, play basketball, whatever your thing is for exercise, do it because swimming, I don't care what it is. Um, that will help your body, your muscle memory, move that trauma through um, because that will actually get you on the road to recovery from a breakup. Yeah. So that's great advice, Jennifer. That's really yeah, make you feel better. Yeah. It will make you feel better. Yeah. 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 I mean, and something I found is journaling. Let them yeah, sleep or not too much either because then you can't. Yeah. I sleep all the time. Um, and one thing that helps me, I'm a creative person. Like, so if I do something with, you know, I don't feel like it, but I be like, write, I'll write about them. And, you know, and then like, it's kind of like, I can't exercise now, but I, I couldn't exercise when I was, you know, I, it hurts. And now I know why, because <laughs> it's like all my muscles aren't right and tendons. But when I was younger, so I'd journal or I'd write a song about it. And that always made me feel so much better. Or if I, um, a poem even, or uh, a lot of poems. <laughs> um, or another thing, I, I would do. I think you should reach out to your friends who you really trust if you have any yeah. friends that really can listen to you without being judging him or them or her and anybody and not you especially. You know, just sit and listen and just really listen and not, you know. Yeah, or I mean, you need a cheerleader. Like, you know, yeah, he sucks. You know, maybe I hate to be like shameless plug, but you could get a reading. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, contact your, really help. your metaphysical person, whoever you go to, and not necessarily get a reading on, like, how are we going to get back together? Because that's not really what you need right now. It's more about, like, how can I take better care of myself? Yeah. What am I supposed to learn from this breakup? Yes. Uh, how can I move forward in my yes. love life? All of those types of things. Yeah. What can um, be good coming for me? If yeah. I get it that yeah. way, if I get an optimistic attitude, what good is coming? Yeah, you know, look, look, good is coming look for to. me. Even something, something good general in. like that, yeah, that make you feel better. Um, and what something else that coming into my life, yeah, it was coming new. That's something that's exciting. Uh, it could yeah. not necessarily a person, but it could be something—a job change, money, a trip. You know, could be anything. New friends. Yeah, um, that's a really good suggestion, actually, because we do get I a know. lot of people as yeah. like a lot of people like us. come to me for like the breakup reading, like, how are we going to get back together? And the reading is like, well, you're not getting back together, but here are all the other blessings that are coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. And they have them. <laughs> and that's just what's happening. Like, I they have them. Yeah. Can't um, make up what's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. A lot of times I find um, with the clients, this works too, because for, for me, the creative approach is to journal or get it out through some kind of expression of making a creative something tangible. Uh, and I think like for me, that helps me explain to myself a lot of things that I hadn't processed. Yeah. And I don't even realize I'm doing it until uh, after I do something with, with, if it's just a poem, read it back a few days later and go, oh, wait a minute, I remember writing that. And that's a big deal. And, you know, I didn't think about it then, but now I'm really thinking about that. It's been kind of brewing, you know, after you write it all out. That's always helped me a lot. And um, 
as far as any issues. And it, and it gives me like a sense of value to read back later and have a different perspective. And time did change and things did change in a week or four days or two days, you know, yeah. journal constantly, if you have to and read it back, find out what, where you're, you're growing through that week period, two week period or after a breakup. I found that to be very helpful too. Yeah. I journal a lot. Yeah. No, it's not for everybody, but yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, or just get it on your recorder on your phone and just start talking to it and listen to it a couple of days later. If you don't like to write, just get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. creative way and that's that's a creative way just talking to yourself You're, you can talk to yourself like that and listen back <laughs> yeah you don't know what you said and then like all these podcasts are like that for me i listen to them I'm like <laughs> i don't remember any of them until i read or listen to them pretty much and I, I you know i have to listen to them a lot so i can remember them <laughs> what we covered and stuff which i love i love listening back to them. so i guess wrap this up uh well first well first i want to thank our sponsor everclear everclear is an advice app you can get advice, or it's a website, everclear.com. You can get advice from psychics and empaths to get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And Jennifer Love and I are both advisors on Everclear. I am L-E-E-S-A, Lisa P, with letter P, and Jennifer L. Yeah. Jennifer L. And Misty? Misty. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, Misty, before you, before you wrap this podcast up, I want you to interpret this mermaid card it's the uh it's alien a, the alien emerges yes i got this oracle deck but the book didn't come with it <laughs> the alien emerges how does this relate to our podcast can you see well actually uh she just got broken up with or it's been it's been a little while since she's been broken hard been up with but she's finally started to come to the water and what else is out there Ooh, and she does feel like an alien. She hasn't dated since she was 20 <laughs> or 2000. Yeah. Now she's 4,000. Yeah. <laughs> she's coming out of her shell, coming out to see what else is out there now. I like that. Mm. Yeah. She, that would make me feel like an alien for sure. Well, um, <laughs> and uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for giving us great advice about breakups and all kinds of good stuff, as you always do. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, Jennifer. Thank, thank you. you. And Misty, I love you. Thank you. And I do love you too, Jennifer. <laughs> and listeners and watchers. Oh, from Misty froze. You both froze. Oh, everybody's freezing. The storm went away, but I guess that's what happens on a psychic podcast. If this is recording, listeners, I love you. We love you. And we will come back soon tomorrow. Peace. Out.